1: Oh, slap me up the side of my face and call me Chris Rock. You're with the Chats with Cats podcast. No, Mark, Rick, and Dan. How are you, mate?
2: Oh, fucking crazy. That was. That's suck, sucking. That's unseen stuff. <laughs> what, did you just, what happened? Oh, I just can't words. Talk. Oh, man. I tell you what, watching that, I was always in shock. That's crazy. We've got a clear
1: divide in the world. Some people think. Good on him, how good is this? And there's a lot of people. I didn't realise how much it was, but there's a lot of people that are pissed off about it. I'm pissed off about it. Yeah? You don't yeah. like it?
2: Oh look, I, I think okay, here's here's the sad thing is the the awards have turned into a fucking roasting fest, right? It's almost more about the roasting than it is about the awards now. Yep. Like, and that's Ricky Gervais's fault, but he did a fucking great job of it. You bring in Chris Rock, he's got some massive shoes to fill. And yeah, I, I haven't watched the whole thing, so I don't know how many of his jokes landed, how many didn't. But, I mean, it was a poor taste of joke, but I don't I don't think anyone deserves to be punched in the face or slapped in the face. How, where are you on this, by the way? If we haven't even spoken about this. Yeah, yep.
1: So, I, I kind of was just like, what? I don't know, it's like whatever. It doesn't mean anything in my life. Mm. Like, it's got absolutely no bearing in anything that I care about. But when I got home... I said to Rachel, I said, Oh, you would have seen what's happened today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's right into it. She follows all the shit.
0: Apparently,
1: Will Smith is actually a piece of shit. So, what do you mean? Like, in- what I think of Will Smith is, I actually think he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, I quite like I him enjoy as a his person. Movies, yeah. All of that sort of stuff. I thought he was a good person, but she's like, Nah, he's a psychopath. He's a Scientologist. He's got some book apparently where basically he tells you how much of a psycho he is, just like treats everyone poorly and all this sort of stuff. So she's she her take on it is that he's just finally cracked in public and now exposed how he really is to the yeah. world.
2: Well, imagine all the pressure he'd, he'd, he's he been under for so long, just in the spotlight. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, fuck, the would be so in- intense. But then also, I don't know, I didn't listen to or watch – his speech that he gave after he won, but apparently it went on for like six minutes. Normally, you've got the music queued up in your fucking roadcaster. Mm. Normally, they play you out. Like, that's enough, mate. Should I play it? We're going to play you out. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, okay. So this is what
2: you usually get when you talk to long. Like, come on, hurry the fuck up, Can't Get off, Dave. <laughs>
1: so he didn't oh, – I'll cut that off. So he got none of that. Apparently. Yeah. Just let him go. Mm. And then he tried to make an excuse and whatever, but I don't know. If you look at some of the responses from – Famous people in Hollywood, there's like Judd Apatow who was the writer and director of lots of everyone's favourite movies like Anchorman and all those sorts of things, Superbad I think. He's just like, nah, this is shit. Like this is terrible. Lots of people are in the same boat. What, so. terrible
2: towards what? Chris Rock or
1: towards? So, yeah, they're saying that Will Smith just like it's not called for. You don't need to be that way.
2: And I'm it's- still lost. Are you talking about Will Smith hitting him or yeah. Chris Rock saying the comment?
1: No, no. About Will Smith yeah. hitting him.
2: Yeah, I don't think you should ever hit anyone. This he could have gone up there. Now Chris Rock has a lot of, I wouldn't say dirt, but you know divorces and stuff like that. He could have gone up there, just stolen the mic and then said, "Well, you know, you know, you're divorced and you're a loser or something," and then sat back down. He didn't need to punch him, and if he did want to do that punch, he could have fucking waited till off stage and and done it in a private setting. Yeah, it's really like, although it's awesome. in in the word, that everyone got to see that and it was so um, fucking full-on and exciting and, you know, now everyone's talking about it. Uh, Yeah, I think he just – so many other places he could have done that. You know, like we didn't need to see that. He didn't need to put the audience through it. And they didn't even know it was – they actually all thought it was a joke. I was – a couple of other people I've seen uh, recently on TikTok coming out going like, I was there, we all actually – until Chris Rock started talking about the documentary straight after, we still thought it was um, a legit part of, like, the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. we thought it was a fake sound that we heard, but you just never know.
1: It's definitely not stage because there's nothing good that can come out of this for Will Smith. No, nah, not at all. No. Nah. Mm-hmm. I wonder where it goes from here, though. Are there going to be longer-term repercussions? Do you think he'll come out and do some bullshit apology video? Or uh,
2: I think so. I think so once he calms down, but... Chris Rocks dropped the charges anyway. He's assault charges are out the window. So no, don't want to worry about it. So
1: a lot of people are saying that he handled himself very well. Oh, amazing!
2: Yeah, and the fact that he could even talk after that and like form a sentence, I'd be fucked. I'd be on the ground
1: crying. The thing that people don't remember either is he's not young. He's fifty seven years old. Is he fifty seven? Yeah, I thought like pushing fifty. He's nearly nearly sixty. Wow. So you've got a 53-year-old man slapping, <laughs> bitch slapping, a 57-year-old grandpa. Like, you don't come back that well from getting I hit know. when you're that old. He could have been concussed. He went on and did the whole, whole He could have knocked him out because
2: he fucking hit him so hard in the side of the head and in the temple too. Yeah. That could have
1: been gone. See ya. Uh, anyway, moral of the story is he was scratching the wrong side of the couch. He was. You can't jump a boat like that. No. <laughs> Straight over. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, yeah, I guess this is going to evolve in the week. It's very fresh. It's what 7 hours old, 6 hours old or something.
1: Yeah. Well, when um Mark sent that through to us. I, I couldn't get my head around when it actually was. I was like, when was this? Mm. Why didn't we see about it until now? Cuz it was what the caption on the video was like oh, this rare footage or something Hang like on, that. Mark it was sent it. Of the it world. He sent some fucking Japanese, Japanese. version. Of I'm like, well, <laughs> how did you get this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Anyway,
2: like. Like I said, we will find out more once it evolves and see what he has to say for himself.
1: But just remember, keep my wife's fucking name out of your mouth. Yeah. Just remember.
2: I like that saying. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep well, anything out of your mouth. It's pretty good, especially penis. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> Moving on. All right. How's your weekend? Uh, actually, a lot happened for my weekend. Um, I want to talk about uh, one thing. How often do you book dinners online? Uh, very rarely these days. Why? Because we've got kids and we don't really go oh, out okay. for dinner. Okay, all lunch. right, yeah, fair enough. So I've been doing, you know how I said a couple of weeks ago, looking at reviews, doing bookings. I Last few weekends I've been trying to organise a whole day. So go and do something, then book lunch, and then do something, and then a book dinner. But if you leave it like two, three days out, you've got no chance, especially at good restaurants, Right. I tried to hook something up in McLaren Vale the other night. said... Um, everything was booked out until about 7pm But we were starving at 5 And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to try and call up And just see if they can do something So I called up, I was so nice I was like, hi, how are you going? I know you, you're booked out and everything But I just was hoping that maybe someone's cancelled last minute And you got something for me or whatever And she's like, nah, no one's cancelled But like, let me just see what I can do for you And she just went to all this effort Made us a table and said, yeah, come in at 6 I got there, best service ever So it got me thinking I think from now on, no matter what the internet says, just call up anyway because they might just squeeze you in, go the extra Absolutely. mile for you. It's the best. I felt so good about it.
1: I think the problem with all of this online booking shit is it takes away that human element, mm-hmm. obviously, because you're doing it on a computer. Yeah, Didn't really need to say that. Anyway, the other part that we were discussing yesterday about this, I was around at my mate Ryan's place and we were talking about Taking the taking our families away together, going for a weekend away again. Mm. Looks online. Oh no, all the holiday parks or whatever we're looking at. Oh, they're all booked out. Yeah, same shit. Do you know what they say when you ring them though? What? Oh no, it gets to a point that we do a percentage of online bookings, but we always leave some capacity. Oh, awesome walk-ins. Yeah. Not necessarily for walk-ins because you know, it's a slightly different situation. You're not just going yeah, right. to take a punt on a high. Okay, so
2: this is now becoming a thing. So if anything ever says it's booked out online, you need to contact them direct. Yeah. And just try
1: your luck. But it goes further than that. So I was at Dan Murphy's a couple of weeks ago. They buying, said they were out of beer and they had beer? Buying tequila. And I went on their app trying to find who had the deals. And they had this – the one that I wanted – said they had 13 bottles available on the app in the store I was in, and I went there and the shelf was empty. And I went up and said to the guy, oh, it says here that you got 13 bottles of this, so there's none on the shelf. Could you have a look for me? Yeah, yeah, no worries. He goes, oh, look, that thing's never accurate anyway. Like, it's your fucking POS. Like, it's your point of sale system that feeds the thing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, and it could change. I was like... No one is coming in, in the five seconds that I've been here, buying 13 but d- liter no, it bottles doesn't work of tequila. Like that.
2: No, I can understand why this is out, because you can have breakage and theft.
1: 13 bottles, yeah, Dan.
2: Yeah, I know, but keep in mind as well, let's say it's a bottle of vodka and there's something else that's the same or a different flavour. If the person at the checkout scans a different flavour of it, like the the let's say the one on the right twice instead of both individual ones, then it's going to fuck up the... The stock, yeah, that's too much vary, but variability. You don't make. believe in it, nah.
1: Oh, I reckon there's something to it. There, no, they do stock takes regularly as well. Mm, that's the yeah. other thing. Okay, to correct all that shit. So you're angry at them? And actually, I've worked at Dan Murphy's before, and you constantly, if something breaks, you write it off on the system. Yeah, like, right. You've got they've got there's shit in place. <laughs> I can see there's something I'm in you. I'm actually getting angry now because I fucking wanted that bottle of tequila, end up having to pay ten dollars more for a bottle that I didn't want, and it was no no good. That's no, fine. Still did the job. Guess you are drunk. It's fine. Okay. Oi.
2: okay. So anyway, before before we move on. Yes. So you know, this dinner got into had a lovely dinner. I just where'd you go? Shout him out. Uh, fuck, can't remember the name. Oh,
1: well, it was great. It was an um, excellent place in McLaren vale. Everyone just go there.
2: Verazzarelli's. I can't fucking remember the name. <laughs> Something like that. Very good Italian place. Anyway, we were leaving, uh, driving down the road like you would in a car, and Allison got pulled over by a cop. There was no motorbike, there was no cop car, there was no nothing for an RBT. The guy was on foot. I'd never seen anything like it before in my life. How did he pull her over? Like he, he walked, he, he the walked into the middle of the road, put his hand up like a stop sign, and just pointed to the gutter, and she pulled in. And like well, she'd only had like half a glass of red, so we knew she was fine. He looked so angry, probably because he's on foot. But I just—I'd never seen it before. It was the most covert cop pullover I've ever seen. He literally like morphed out of the ground. It was fucking
1: crazy. Maybe he got done drink driving. Maybe he did. (laughs) As a cop. And they're like, "Your punishment is you don't lose your job, but you for the next twelve months you're gonna have to go. You have to
2: catch a thousand people drink driving, and you get your license back."
1: (laughs) Oh fuck, that's amazing. So um, we glossed over that Mark's not here, Mm. but the. Young man is not well.
2: No. Hey, you know, I did say he's going down hard and it's happened. He said, said,
1: no, you said he was going to go down hard on you later <laughs> a few weeks ago. I, I knew it was going to happen.
2: He's call, uh, and this thing is, right, Mark tells us that he's gone out all weekend with a bunch of friends, right? Yeah. I, so- I, and I assume it's Friday and Saturday night and most of Sunday, <laughs> right? And then early in the week he gets told – what do you say? He goes, oh, yeah – all of my mates have COVID and I'm sick. And we're like, oh, well, fucking good. You're at the podcast before you started showing symptoms. So now we're fucked. Um, he does, what, two rat tests, both come up negative, waits till this Saturday that's just come, gets a PCR test, negative. How the fuck does that work? But I don't know how many mates it was. It was over four, wouldn't it? What's, I don't know. Yeah, a group's four, four plus, surely. That's just, doesn't make sense. you reckon Mark could wrestle up a group of four mates? I reckon he's got 10. Do you? At least. I got sick. Didn't have COVID, but I was fucked up. You got fairly sick before I got sick, mm. fairly fucked up. Yeah. So maybe this is some strain of non-COVID. Maybe it's just actually the flu that he's got.
1: To our very best friend, Tom, who's got COVID at the moment, oh, the C word. The spicy cough, he calls it. Spicy cough. Wishing you all the best, mate. Yeah, mate, For a speedy recovery. No, good. All right,
2: we'll start with this. How often do you get invited to parties now with your children? Now, whether that's a kid's party. Yeah, we went to one on Sunday. Okay. What's the start time at the party? 9.30 a.m. Oh, yuck.
1: It's a two-year-old birthday party. What That's, are you going to
2: do? Okay, fuck, probably coming at one thirty. <laughs> what time are you Are you on an invite? Do you show up exactly at the time on the invite?
1: Oh, I, I, I hate this. What? I hate this because parties that I've had where people decide to rock up whenever they feel like it, it really pisses me off. <clears throat> and for that reason, I used to be very diligent. And get to put, like you want me there at this time. I'll be there at that time, mm-hmm. unless there was something like I had to finish work first or whatever. Yeah, but we just can't get anywhere on time these days because of the kids and stuff like that. And it fucking shits me. So on Sunday morning, I get up, got the boys, get them breakfast, get them ready, and then Rachel swaggers out at eight thirty, and I'm like, "You need to be ready now." So this is like, this is Rachel's fault, not not the kids' fault. Yeah, in this instance, it was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, in the end, we're only fifteen minutes late. But I don't know. I just it's disrespectful.
2: Yeah, I think it is too. I hate. I hate when I make a time and people are late. But I'm getting to the point now where I think, like, if someone's holding like a big birthday event, and let's say you are a, a minority of who's going to be there that you know, right? So you might know yourself. So you're thinking off. Oh, fuck, I've got to get there early. And then I'm not going to know anyone. Like small talk with people yeah, yeah. that I don't know. And like I'm I'm not too worried about meeting new people, especially if I've had a few drinks and I can get talking and it doesn't bother me. I'm not introverted. But the start when, you example, you might be tired, you're just not in a very, you know, uh, what's the what, – conversational mood. Social. Yeah, social mood. Like getting there on time. I reckon a lot of people go, like, I, I'm just not prepared for that. It's like, too hard. It's too hard, Basket. Mental. So the 8 o'clock start time, 8 p.m. start time, turns into, like, a 9, 9.30. Everyone will already be drunk. They've already made their groups. We've already had pre-drinks. We rock up. We're just getting dropped right in the middle of it. Like, I think that's how a lot of people think. And, yeah, I, I suppose my, my question to you was, yeah, what do you do? You say, on time?
1: Yeah. I just hate I hate being late to anything. Mm. It gives me a lot of anxiety. Mm. Yeah, yeah, same here. I just like being early. Hmm. I, I'm exactly the same. I'll get to your party 15 minutes early and sit in the car, wait till the time goes, and be there on time.
2: I used to I don't do want that. To be early,
1: but yeah. I'll be there on time.
2: I'd rather be 10 minutes early than 10 minutes late Anytime. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, All right, let's move on. Okay, now let's speak about this. I'm excited. This has to be the craziest week in sport, I reckon, for a very long time. Now, if you're not into sport hold in there because a lot of this isn't really sport-related at all, but it's just happened around sport. So the first thing we'll just touch on is Ash Barty's retired. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. Have you got any theories behind this? Because I've
1: got two. Well, no, I have no theories. Mm. And the reason I don't is because I think to respect her as a person and as someone who's you know decided for their own reasons Mm. that, hey, I've had enough, Just let it be what it is. She was good at tennis for a little while. She was number one in the world, won some slams. Good on you. Yeah, fair enough.
2: Okay. I don't care so much about that. I more care about my thoughts. Um, One is (laughs) I reckon she's fun, planning kid. Fair enough. Again, good on you. Or second, I'd like to see her try AFL. I think she'd kill it. She goes to a lot of footy matches, drinks a lot of beer there. She likes it. Could be on the cards. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of people saying, you know, what other sports might she be interested in trying? Is it an AFLW or is it cricket? She's good at that as well. Yeah. Golf. Do you know her um, – I think I said to you she was married the other day, but she's not. She's engaged. Her fiancé is a training golf professional, wants to be a pro. Oh,
2: okay. So that, there could be an avenue there. Yeah. Imagine, hey. imagine if she ends up being his caddy. Oh, imagine if she ends up playing golf and wins something. That'd be amazing too. Hectic. So good. All right, that's another time will tell thing. Okay, so that's out of left field. Someone crazy good at tennis retires at a time they probably don't usually. Second thing, for anyone that cares on our updates on the Socceroos got fucking annihilated by Japan. Oh. It was only 2-0, but it, f- it should have been 7-0. We sucked. And although we lost in fucking disgusting style... We, we finished third in the group, which gives us a, a knockout qualifying chance of getting into the World Cup still. So yep. we have, uh, I think, the UAE coming up sometime in the next couple of months. So that's a knockout game, have to win that. And I believe the winner of that game will then, depending on results, play someone like Peru, uh, Uruguay or Chile or someone like that. So the chances of the Aussies actually
1: making the World Cup, looking at that, fucking next to nothing. I completely agree. And I think the thing... With soccer for me, I really enjoy soccer. It's a nice game to watch if you understand some of the, you know, what tactics need to go into it and stuff mm. like that. If you don't get it, people are like, why are they always passing it backwards and mm. whatever. But we always, as Aussies, we've got this fucking crazy belief that we're actually a chance. Always.
2: Yeah. But that's the underdog but Our, t- spirit, our team
1: is so shit. Mm. Mm. and And the other thing as well, I don't know where some of these guys were, but like, the team that we fielded the other day, not to have like Matt Lecky. Mm-hmm.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: Moi. Simon Goodwin, Moi, all of those. Like, it's a really important game. I don't know if they're unfit or whatever, but, like...
2: Please. Yeah, I think there was injuries around there, so... Yeah.
1: No, I I don't know. We're just constantly sniffing our farts about how good our football soccer team is, whatever. Mm. Or the potential is, and there's no potential on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. And even, like, our fast wingers aren't fast anymore. Mm. Do you think this is a grassroots problem? Probably. I remember there was a talk a while ago that, you know, soccer's going to take over football and it's more popular Mm -hmm. in Australia now than footy is and all that sort of thing, but... He's he's a a great... If you don't have a program, it's never going to go anywhere. Here's a
2: great argument. No, it's not an argument. It's just a thing. Um, do you think if you took AFL to every other soccer country and introduced it to kids at the same age, do you think the majority of them would still go with soccer purely because their dads are into it and whatever, or do you think a lot of them would actually go, actually, hey, this is more
1: fun? What do you think the percentage? Good question. You know what I mean? Yeah. like I was, them- I was going to say something about you can earn more money playing soccer, but then it's probably a redundant statement really because you're not thinking about that when you're a kid. Well, it's you a world game it. versus a fucking – yeah. Yeah. yeah, different. Yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting to see. It would. I, I
2: Honestly, on a blind guess, I would reckon oh, – I think most people would think it would be about 5 or 10%. I think it would be about 35%. Like once you play AFL and you understand it, it's a fucking cracking game. Yeah. It is. It's a lot of fun. All right. Anyway. Um, Speaking of Phil. Yeah. Insane. This week we had Buddy kick a 1,000 goals. It's an amazing feat to get 1,000 goals. I think – although it took him, what, he's on 320 games or something? Or Yeah, 320. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think the last five guys above him did it in 220 games, but way back in the day. So when the games changed, scoring was more open. It probably won't ever happen again. Like, it's insane. You had – what, 15,000
1: people run onto the field? How dangerous do you think that is? Or do you love it? I think it's fine. I genuinely think it's play on. Really? They knew it was going to happen, and do you know how many security guards and police officers they had there? I heard Seven it was... security guards, 12 police officers. Yeah, so I think it might be the other like way around, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, something like that. So 20-ish. 20-ish people trying to stop 20-ish thousand people. Yeah. You go, they're my thousand... You go and get your thousand. It's never going to happen. Yeah. It's never going to happen.
2: I, I'm worried, though, for, like, Buddy Franklin. Like, you kick the goal, and what if he got crushed to death? Like, actually, I know he's a big guy, but fucking 20,000 people coming from each angle, that, it is dangerous. Like, maybe they can rush the field and there's a safe zone or something. Like, there has to be something. But you think of all the other dangers. We had fucking um, a lady sprinkle her grandma on the field. Yeah, that's gross. That's fucked up. That's disgusting. You know how premeditated that is? Yeah. Like, one, gonna, not, not na- only was Nana there a huge like gust that. of wind when she dropped the ashes, it went in about five people's mouths and on three guys' jeans, so Nana's now fucking in a lot more places than just the SCG. That's just fucked up. Like, and as for a player to come and play back on there, like if you get tackled into the ground, your mouth is rubbing up against the lawn, like that's fucked. You're yeah. eating Nana. Yeah. That's bad. Nana hasn't been eaten for a while. Yeah, so. I wouldn't think so. Very dusty. The other thing is the um the fucking guy with the ball. Crazy. So the guy marks the ball that's gonna be kicked through the goals. Falls down about three flights of well, that's not a lie, and there were no flights of stairs. It was three <laughs> three sets of chairs forward, hits his head, gets up, runs onto the field. He's celebrating with it until he finds another mate of his that he didn't even come to the game with. He's like, I caught the fucking ball. He's like, mate, you need to get out of here now and hide that ball under your under your shirt
1: oh is that what i thought he took it straight away nah he, he went was, onto the field he went onto the
2: field ah. was like playing around with it and like his mate was like that ball was worth like you now like a quarter of a million dollars you need to fucking get out of here so he did he reckons he put it under his shirt got into a taxi and was like i need to go to this spot and the taxi driver was like why don't you just walk it that's like that part he's like mate not tonight just fucking take me there wow. so he went home he stashed it in his room and then he went out to the pub and Drank on, and then yeah, obviously saw that Buddy was like really disappointed they didn't have the ball, and then met up with him and gave it back. And I think the Swans sort of must have given him something. Yeah, in they the gave team.
1: him like a little prize pack.
2: Yeah, a footy, some
1: footy boots, guernsey, whatever.
2: I reckon he deserved ten, twenty grand. Like, just give him some fucking money. Like, he could have just not told
1: anyone that he had the ball. Yeah, but he could have also just given it straight back to like an umpire or something as well. Mm, Mate, He could have. Let me tell you. He that. could have. In his brain, he was thinking. I'm going to fucking cash in on this. He wasn't thinking, I'm going to protect this ball so that Buddy can get the ball back. Buddy was always going to get the ball back. Or he
2: was just stoked that he had the ball for himself to show off to everyone in the future. Be like, you know, nothing about money. You don't know. Oh, whatever. But the other thing is, I'm glad someone like him got the ball and not some money-hungry
1: loser. All right. Devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. There's footage of him catching the ball behind the goals, right? Do you think if there was no footage of him where you could see his face, that he would have kept the ball or he still would have given it back? Because after the game, there was lots of people saying, oh, do you know this guy? The ball's gone missing. You know, how can we find this fella? And there was pictures of him, videos, face, all of that sort of
2: stuff. That's a really good question. I think I would like to say the pressure of that probably – forced him to do that more. But uh, the interview with him, he seemed like a pretty down-to-earth guy anyway. I don't think he would have been – like, I think if Buddy actually came out and said, like, whoever's got the ball, can you please bring it to me? I'll give you a reward. I think he would have done it anyway. But, yeah, yeah that's a great a great um, angle.
1: I just think the difference being if you're walking down the street one day and someone goes, that's the guy because mm. your face has been all over the news or whatever versus going, no one knows who who I am and then I've got the ball. Yeah. You can keep it a little bit quiet. Just tell your mates, your good friends, confidants.
2: Okay, but the thing is, you keep the ball, all right? And only the guy that's you're weird at the footy knows that it's actually the ball. It's just hearsay to everyone else. I've got the ball, buddy. kicked for his thousandth goal. Do you? Where's the proof? Well, here's the ball. But how do I know that's not another ball you've just rolled in the dirt? Like,
1: yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think I think it just. I think you just the whole thing worked out perfectly. Yeah, I think think it's it's a great story.
1: Um, did you the thing you haven't written down here, did you see there was two players when they were ushering people off the ground or whatever mm. that ended up outside of the stadium? I saw something about this. What I thought it? it was a piss take. I saw it, I thought it was like sports bet or something, put a photo up. And I was like, Oh yeah, haha, that's really funny. Mm. And then my boss is a swan supporter today, and we're talking about it in the morning. And he's like, Oh, what about the guys that got lost outside of the ground? And I was like, That wasn't real, was it? And he's yeah. like, Yes. So it's like two players. Took the wrong fucking turn when they were getting ushered off the ground and ended up outside the stadium, just like running around on the streets. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's so
1: fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no,
2: I think, yes, yeah, I think they were trying to get back to the club rooms and had to get outside to go in another oh, gate or something like that, a- but it's still <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> like they're walking around with their they're actual... Like, Look-
1: <laughs> Let us back in. And they're like, you're not going in. Yeah. Not Who are you? Where's your, are your ticket? You? Exactly. It's
2: like, hey, well, we just came from on the field. <laughs> no, you fucking didn't. <laughs> good try, guys. Great effort, but you're not getting
1: back in. <laughs> Everyone wants to see Buddy's thousandth. But yeah. like, Don't be stupid. It's so fucking good. Go home. You want us to call your taxi?
2: Oh, taxi? <laughs> now, moving around the ground, uh, a couple of days later, I'm watching the Crows versus Collingwood at the MCG. And for the first time in my footy-watching career, Halfway through, was it the second quarter or the first quarter? I can't remember, but one of the quarters, the fire alarm starts going off and fucking loud and the whole stadium starts evacuating. And did you watch this? No, I didn't see it. Oh, my God, man. Like I was like, what is going on? Like, Is this fucking real? And I'm looking at all these camera angles that they're showing and they're like, there's no fire anywhere. You can tell there's like those people that are panicking and, like, pushing people over to get out, thinking that they're going to die. Then there's the calm ones just standing at the fence near the grass going, like, I'm just going to be on the oval if something catches on fire yeah. and I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's just so funny to watch how people just panic and, and other people just keep their shit together. But it turned out to be, like, a small oven fryer or something on level four of the grandstand. That was just innocuous. Yeah, just something tiny. They fixed it up and, yeah, within five minutes they were back playing. But it was just insane. Like, the whole week it just seemed like – Nothing was going to happen in a game of sport without something crazy happening, and <laughs> it's just been fucking full on. Um, and and it and then it continued because um, we got to Sunday's game with West Coast. And for anyone that doesn't know, another footy team, they're basically pretty much any decent player in their team caught COVID, so half their team was fucking made up of like yeah B graders, B graders, people from fucking. Here and there. It was just unbelievable. And they played uh, pretty well against um, North. I thought they were going to get smashed by like 50 points. I think they only lost by what, a few goals. So it was great effort on West Coast's behalf. So, again, another crazy story. And then we get finished the week off with fucking Will Smith smacking people out. It's
1: just <laughs> fucking what? One thing that you've missed in all of this, mm-hmm. in the crazy week state stakes, is the Foo Fighters drummer passed away.
2: I thought about talking about this. I really did. And I thought, oh, I'll leave it. Because, well, one, I don't know much about the Foo Fighters apart from um,
1: Dave Grohl, right? Well, if you look at that band, mm. Dave Grohl obviously is, like, super famous. Yep. He's the, the famous guy. Taylor Hawkins is the next guy in the band that everyone yep. knows. And he's just amazing drummer. And, I don't know, it's one of those things, really, when they've been in your life for such a long time, like that band has been from like the cheesy original stuff that they did back in the 90s yeah, yeah to like the really crazy amazing songs that they had throughout their career and they've just been there forever mm. they've played this gig everyone wants to speculate as soon as it happens oh you know what was it oh and yep. he's had he's had drug history so they're like oh you reckon it's just a drug overdose they're in Didn't he have like um, 17 different things in his blood? Yeah. yeah, It was fucking insane. The guy was
2: literally taking anything he could. I reckon like- He was on the
1: Keith Richards diet.
2: (laughs) I think like if he had the vax, that would have been the healthiest thing that he's had in the last like (laughs) fucking nine months. Oh, but yeah, it's funny. Well, it's not funny at all. It's just no one mentioned the vax with him at all. It was like, almost like, oh yeah, this is probably drugs. You know what I mean?
1: It was weird. Anyway, it's sad. He's got kids, he's got family, all of that sort of stuff, and it's just a shame. Yeah. It's an end of an era.
2: Hey, uh, another thing I didn't get a lot of information about, but as we were starting our podcast last week, China plane fucking nosedived into the middle of nowhere and fucking dead.
1: Everyone on board. Yeah. What was that, 130-odd people? Yeah, there?
2: something crazy. It's And I was thinking, oh, is this another Max plane? Another... Uh, uh, Max 8 or is the, the one that was line oh, yeah. air and whatever and it's gone down. But, yeah, it's, again, way too early to tell what's happened. I'm going to keep a close eye on this and, and do some research because I'd love to know what the fuck happened. At the moment, it seems sus. All the pilots that have sort of commented on it said, it's just so unlikely a plane will nosedive like that without a pilot controlling it. Wow. So, fuck, is it another pilot suicide? And that gets me thinking because – That's what MH370 has pretty much been rubber stamped with, right? Until they find the black box, they probably won't have any other answer other than that. But you've heard of pilots flying their fucking planes full of people into mountains, Um, yeah? the MH370, and now the speculation with this. It got me thinking, if mental health and pilots is such a problem and it's becoming a problem, right, why don't they separate the pilots in the cockpit? So, like, have the cockpit... Maybe design it so that there's two separate cockpits with two different doors. So if, let's say, a seasoned pilot is a fucking psycho and loses his mind and he's got the junior rookie next to him, he can overpower him, kill him, keep the thing locked and then crash the plane, right? That's doable. It can be done. Yeah. If you've got two separate pilot or cockpits, maybe separated by bulletproof glass or something that's strong, where they can communic- communicate and whatever, wouldn't that just be the way we should go in the future? So you need two crazies at the same time to be crazy to take down a plane.
1: But how does the function of, like, does the plane detect when someone's doing a crazy manoeuvre or something like that? or And then how does it stop them from doing that? What do you mean? How, so you've got separate cockpits. Not, a, I think it's a good idea, don't mm. get me wrong. But then... This pilot over here could still just, like, jag the controls. Like, well, how does it actually stop? I don't, I don't know. Like,
2: obviously technology's come a long way. Maybe. I know the. there's probably something that ground control could do to the aircraft. Like, maybe cut off uh, pilot one could be, like, I've got confirmation from the flight deck and the stewardesses that pilot two is being a fucking cocksucker. That's their code. I need to shut down everything to do with him in his cockpit so he can't
1: control the plane anymore. I think it's got to be more fail-safe than that because yeah. he could say that to stop the guy from fixing it exactly yeah so you'd need the stewardesses there has to be some, there's yeah. got to be some sort of yeah. thing do you see what I'm saying so though it's not a bad idea yeah it needs a bit more thought it's
2: an idea that needs to be looked into yeah. is what I'm saying so anyway just another invention that I think should happen but anyway let's move on to our next favourite thing
0: with your best.
1: Ah!
0: fire away
2: alright you
1: going first or me I'll go Okay. Bubble wrap. Everyone loves bubble wrap. Mm -hmm. Some people do. Sit there all day just popping it. I don't mind it. I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10 just for being around. Bubble wrap was actually invented originally as wallpaper. No way. 100%. Hang on, hang on. Why? Well, in 1957, Alfred W. Fielding and Mark Chavonnese. Sounds like you know those names really well. Chavonnese who sealed two shower curtains together, creating a smattering of air bubbles, which they initially tried to sell as wallpaper. In 1960, they realised their product could also be used for protection in packaging, and they founded Sealed Air Corporation. The inventors showed the product to IBM, which had just launched the first mass-produced computers, and the tech company became the first big client.
2: Really? I still don't understand the whole wallpaper thing.
1: So it, it would just be literally bubble wrap on the wall? Yeah. Yeah. That looks shit. Oh, they liked it.
2: Well, they ended up having very good luck doing what else, whatever else they did. Otherwise, that would have failed fucking very badly. You would never have bought that. Tell me now. No, who would?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Fucking dumb no, idea. There'd
1: be some weirdos out there that just... Could you imagine, though, when you get to the last bubble and you're like, pop. On your whole wall? Yeah. And then you're like,
2: fuck, I feel like I've if got you got to down to it. your
1: last five or
2: six, you'd be like, I want to see how long I can keep these like I'm, unpopped. There'd be people with OCD
1: that yeah. just couldn't do it.
2: Yeah, some dickhead comes around your house, pops like the third to last one, you'd be like, you'd be furious for the rest of the day. You'd be like, <laughs> fuck, I'm not going to get over that for a week. All right, I'm I need to sort of go back to a couple of things. So remember when I asked you what's your battle creature, and we we're talking about expanding a small creature to the size of a tank and then taking it into battle, yeah. what you choose, and you chose the uh, rhino beetle, yeah, right? Yeah, so I win. I posted this on TikTok, and it was quite interesting. Do you know what the the top number one suggestion was? Well, someone mentioned it, and it got the most amount of
1: likes. I saw some of this.
2: Is it the fire ant? It was just an ant. Oh, yeah. Now, to me, an ant's fucking cool. It can lift 50 times its weight, but it, apart from a couple of little pincers, it doesn't seem that dangerous. It's, it's going to run around in circles looking for food. Not Not very good. It's not the winner It's definitely out of everything in the world It's not the winner So I don't know what people are on about Another couple of really good suggestions, right Was this The king crab Had a fair few likes I thought, yeah, big crab might be alright But pretty slow Don't know Can only walk sideways No good Yep Um, The pistol shrimp Now, here comes my fact Because I had this teed up uh, For this week What's a pistol shrimp? Oh, I'm going to tell you Liam Hellyer had commented this, and I said to him, "Fuck! You've just like I was, thought you guys might read this, and it was going to ruin my fact." But the pistol shrimp can snap their claw together and create propelled, um, propelled bubbles at eight thousand degrees. What? Yeah, it's fucked up. It's a fucked up little creature in the water. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't understand how it works, but it's fucking deadly as fuck. So, eight thousand degrees. <laughs> if you were fighting in the water, I feel like that might be the thing you go for—the pistol shrimp. Another one that people wanted to go with was the flea, the spider and the praying mantis. I still feel like maybe ours were better. But then I had uh, Scooter Middleton, I think his name is, came up with the bombarder Beetle, right? Now listen to this. It shoots out a chemical mix which burns attackers in the eyes by shooting hydrogen peroxide. Oh, wow. That sounds like something you want on the battlefield at a tank size. So I feel like that and your rhino beetle... Same category. What wins out of that? Something that's shooting out like... Hydrogen peroxide. Mm.
1: That's hectic. Does it fly? Don't know. I'd have to look into it. I think we need to figure out, does it have a shield for a body? Does it have a giant... Oh, like a FIFA
2: card. Like a strength attack. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah, maybe we'll look into this. Sprint speed. Like we'll call it a beetle card. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make beetle cards. All right. We're
0: going. See you later. See ya. I will see you there or I will see you on another time. That is very confusing. I don't know if you're going to come or not. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day.